Welcome to this week's episode of Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to another so they can once and for all decide who has better taste. As always, my name is Hugh Dempsey and I am joined by the one, the only, Sam Kino blakely Hello, Sam. Hello. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yep, yeah, I'm alright. Been good. How's How's lockdown treating you? It's fine, you know, I quite like it. I don't have to do really any work. Well, I do some work at home. Uh, just spend all the time with my daughter playing in the paddling pool or making masks. Making and crafts. masks? Masks and crafts. And, masks. and frankly, getting weirdly bored of TV and phone and iPad. I never thought I'd get bored of... Like, I never thought I'd turn on the TV, try and decide what app to use, Netflix, YouTube, etc., and not want to use any of them, and then land on YouTube, and not care about what I watch. <laughs> it's it's really it's getting to a point where I don't know what I'm. You know, I, I don't know. Do you are you feeling this as well? Um, a little bit, not maybe as keenly as you are, but yeah, I, I'm just kind of just a bit bored with it all now. That's the that's the worst thing about it. It's just a bit boring, isn't it? Because you're kind of yeah. stuck indoors most of the time. And yeah, it's got a good few more weeks to run. So there you go. What and I think I think people have different people have different um, uh, thresholds with this. There are those people who cannot. I know somebody who cannot put on the TV and just sit there and watch it for an hour. Or if they do, they tell you the next day. I sat down and I put the TV on and I watched it for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, only an hour. Well done. You only you know you only watch it for an hour. I feel like I'm the sort of person who two months in. I decide, okay, I need to whittle a new oar for a boat. <laughs> I need to well, I know do a guy something who like a proper whittling, boat. so I'll get in. I'll get in touch with him for you, and you can, you can yeah, yeah. maybe he can uh, lend you his whittling gear for a bit. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm learning Spanish, but other than that, I really I felt like taking up a hobby. Totally unlike me. Yeah. <laughs> so, listener, if you've got any good lockdown-friendly hobbies, let us know before it ends. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my life at the moment. Shall we get into it then? Shall we get on today's to today's film? I'm on board for that. Okay. So this week we are doing uh, the 2019 uh, Noah Baumbach written and directed film Marriage Story, starring Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. Ashley Robertson, Laura Dern, Rayleigh Otter, Julie Haggerty, Merritt, Merritt Weaver, and the Mighty Boosh's one and only um, Rich Fulcher, uh, Bob Fossils. In this. He was off screen for so much of his speech as the judge, and I was like, God, I know that voice, and it's not from this sort of context at all. Who is that? Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> when, he, when he came on the screen. It's so weird to hear yeah. him just being himself, or acting, but not acting in a comedic role, isn't it? In exactly the same voice that made me think, okay, where's the punchline? Come on, tell us some <laughs> obscure quirkiness. Yeah, my favorite one's the on the bush is where, um, when the when he has when Howard has to fight the the um, is it he fights the kangaroo, <laughs> kangaroo and the guy with the yeah. really long arms just goes, I'll get you, not today, but one day I'll get you. <laughs> and just at the end of the episode, he gets punched by the really long arms. And Bob Fossil's just like, stood there going, okay. <laughs> Not the best Bob Fossil bit, but it's just, he's just, he kind of takes over a lot of the scenes he's in. He's brilliant. Yeah. 
He's uh, a scene stealer. Yep. Speaking of people who stole the scene in this film, uh, Laura Dern actually won an Oscar for this film. She won Best Supporting she Actress. Did. Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, yeah, she did. So, Sam, would you like a quick summary? Since it, you might have watched this film yesterday or a few days ago, would you like a quick summary of the film? Quick. Oh, I love when I, 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 I want to know what we're talking about. Go on, tell okay, me what happens so in this uh, marriage story. Yep, it's a story basically about a couple that are getting divorced and um, how it the divorce fallout. It's, this film is basically about the fallout of their divorce and the bitterness that kind of ensues from this divorce and you know the escalation of what happens with um, high-powered lawyers getting involved and just the effects on these two people as they, you know, as uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin put it, consciously uncoupling. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah. legally. Yes, very much legally. And Ooh. yeah, um, I th- thought I, I just wanted to recommend it to you because I thought you'd quite enjoy it. Um, it's a really good film. Um, do you know the things I like about it is uh, you've got great performances from the cast. They're all everyone's really solid in this film. Um, nobody gives a bad performance in my opinion. Uh, you've got great dialogue in the film. You know, really good back and forth between the two main protagonists, uh, between the protagonists and the supporting characters, uh, particularly uh, Julie. For me, Julie Haggerty is brilliant in this film. I love her, you know, of airplane fame. Um, she you know, does her usual kind of ditzy sort of... Um, Hospital? What is it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. <laughs> yeah, she does that. And um, her interactions with, like, um, Adam Driver's character, I really enjoyed those. Um, as it's... It, it feels like... You're, it does kind of feel like they're a real couple that have got to the end of their tether together, and it's and they're not they're not violent people, they're not angry people, they're not mean people. You know, it's not this isn't oh what happens when a relationship breaks down or here's all the you know the gloves come off and there's domestic abuse and you know it's just two people who were in love, their relationship didn't work out. Unfortunately, they had they had a child, but neither of them. You know, they say nasty things to each other at one point in the film, but they're both trying their best to be better people and do it amicably. And, you know, I quite like that aspect of it because they could have, it could have broken down to, one of them could have done something really awful to the other and that would have been the film realistically. But it wasn't. It was just their relationship slowly deteriorated and you just saw the fallout of that and the consequences of it and you see the little boy who's in the middle between his mum in LA and his dad in New York essentially so yeah I think that's what's really great about this film Um, are there specific things that you think I would like about it um, yeah I think you'd enjoy the dialogue I think you like a well written um, film Um, one one critic compared this film as um, you know he's his prime strength as a director is um, he uses talk as action and so I think you'd quite enjoy that aspect of it you know there's there's a lot of scenes where the talk is the action the dialogue between the characters you know it's each the best scenes in this film are where it's maybe one or two or you know four people all talking and interacting with one another and the plot developing through that like that's what to me feels good about this film um for example the scene where um her sister has to serve him with the divorce papers from the lawyer and she puts it on the side and they kind of make a mess of she wants scarlett johansson's character she wants to 
tell her ex-husband that, look, I'm going to give you these papers. I can't give them to you. My sister's going to give it to you. And, you know, she wants to give him a soft landing. But because the kid's in the bathroom, using the bathroom, and he's kind of quite a frenetic person because he's coming to his mother-in-law's home and he's just used to kind of just it being comfortable for him there, he then ends up finding these papers that she's put on the side. And then the this sister who's a bit bit like a mum a bit ditzy kind of has to go oh and goes oh let me take them off you and then she goes oh you've been served and she's kind of apologetic <laughs> and yeah I think that kind of that messiness I think this film's really good at showing quite honestly um, between these relatively believable characters um, I think it's a bit it, it, it's a bit knowing this film you know the babysitter's it literally says wow you two are a really good looking couple you know so there is that that there is a little bit of maybe you know you might have is it a bit of a Woody Allen rip off or is it um, Kramer versus Kramer 2 or um, is it too yeah so on the Kramer versus Kramer uh, that is a film that's on our list I haven't seen it and you know it got an Oscar so I know that there's a lot of love love for it have you seen Kramer versus Kramer Um, I've seen I think I might have seen about two-thirds of it i don't think i've seen the beginning like 20 30 minutes but i've seen it i can remember watching some of it It, it's a really foggy memory i'm sure i've seen it but so it is one we're going to get to in the future maybe uh, yeah i think i'll watch it again we'll wait a while between this and that yeah yeah um i think one thing that i think you might like about this film is so it's kind of semi-autobiographical for Noah Baumbach. Um, he broke up from his ex-wife, Jennifer Jason Lee, and I think he he does a really good job of presenting them both in a kind of... It kind of bats for both of them in this film. At no point does it make... Um, you know, because it's Noah's Baumbach's opinion. It could be his opinion on the breakdown and the fallout of his marriage, essentially. He could be, you know, he's the one with the pen, he's the one doing the writing. He could have been awful because if this is a straight comparison towards Jennifer Jason Lee and Scarlett Johansson's portrayal of her, but he's very sympathetic to her. He's very sympathetic to um, Adam Driver's character in this. So I'm I'm quite intrigued by the fact that it's, it's sort of, you sort of see it, it it doesn't bat for one side or the other. It doesn't make him out to be a terrible monster and it doesn't make her out to be a cold, heartless bitch, which it could have done quite easily, quite frankly. And with a, writer, a male writer and director, you'd expect it to f- favour the man and the woman's a bitch, basically. Yeah, but it but a lot of it starts from the fact that he was, you know, he was he slept with another woman. and But then he kind of justifies that and go in and says, oh, well... You know, we hadn't had sex for a year. You know, I, you know, we. I, they were already could, basically separated. Yeah, how can it be cheating when we haven't done it for so long? Essentially, is was his point. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I think yeah, that's what I think it's good on it. I think it's it shows you from both sides, and you get a little perspective of the kid and his his kind of point of view. Um, he's kind of in the middle of it, like a, almost like a tennis ball. And yeah, I think you'd enjoy the bits like the. Uh, there's a few. Good, there's some really great scenes in this film. Um, I think there's about four or five in particular that stand out. Um, yeah, I think you'd. Are there things that you think I wouldn't like about it other than what was it? You said it might be a little bit too knowing. Yeah, so I mean, there's nothing wrong with that if it's done right when it's a serious film. Um, 
I don't think maybe it's not the most original film in the world like I already alluded to Woody Allen you know it is kind of like these sort of literary arty types you know and actors and you know they're you know they've got you know the judge says you know you've got good lives you know there's plenty of people here in my court today who don't have the means that you you know when he's addressing the lawyers that your clients don't have will uh, appoint a, an evaluator and move on from there essentially so yeah it's it does feel kind of like you know first world people problems almost sometimes this divorce. yeah i remember you describing it as bourgeois when we when we mentioned it i think during our yeah. end of decade uh, retro yeah and that's you know a lot of the time can is you know it's a slur essentially isn't it you know it's uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, effectively an offensive word um Ugh, white people Ugh. yeah um they might come across as a bit narcissistic each character although there's especially in the big argument that they have uh, from you know when a Charlie goes oh you know he basically goes I could have slept around but I didn't I chose to settle down with you and he's like I had so many options and he's basically lamenting the loss of his options <laughs> he was like oh I was hot shit <laughs> 20s yeah yeah um, and I think his I don't know maybe the, the Charlie's character says oh I was an escape from LA for you and then when you got bored of New York you now wanting to divorce me because I'm an escape from because you want to escape back to LA from New York and you know that's probably a valid point maybe you might might agree might not agree with that um, although you but from her point of view and the counter argument to this is you know she had just got so, so you know consumed by his life that she hadn't really had a life of her own so mm. you can weigh it up both ways with that one um yeah, and I don't think Laura Dern deserved the Oscar for this. If I'm being brutally honest, who was she up against? Um, I'm not sure off the top of to... my head. I can quickly check it. I'm gonna look that right up. Okay, so she was up against Kathy Bates, who obviously we covered in a, a previous episode <clears throat> when she won the Oscar for for Best Actress. Margot Robbie in Bombshell, ScarJo in Jojo Rabbit, and Florence Pugh in Little Women. Now I got a. Um, an unlimited sort of cinema card this year, so I did get to see a fair few films this year, and it was the first time in a couple of years that I saw a few. But I only of that list, I only saw Jojo Rabbit, so I can't possibly comment other than comparing it to to ScarJo in, in Jojo Rabbit. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think because there's because there's deserving an Oscar, and then there's being the best of the bunch, isn't there? Really? Yeah. Yeah, and that is a you know, uh, boys and boys in the hood deserved an Oscar, but it, it didn't beat the Silence of the Lambs and the yeah. other things that were out the time. Yeah, it's a fair point, realistically, isn't I mean, it? Fucking um, Rami Malek got an Oscar. I don't know. I, you saw um, Jojo Rabbit. Is Laura Dern better in this than Jojo? Uh, just Scarlett Johansson was in Jojo Rabbit. <clears throat> it's a tough call. I suppose we'll get to it in my review. But ScarJo is fantastic in Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, fair enough. I've not seen it yet either. I really want to see that film. But um, yeah, I think they're. I think so. Yeah, if I was to quickly list the things that you might not like in this film, I think you might say, well, it's it's treading old ground that other directors have done. Well, whether you like it or not, it's you know it's not overly original. Uh, it might be a bit pretentious. Um, it's a bit maybe a bit self-knowing, and maybe it's not as clever as it maybe thinks it is, perhaps. But 
I'm, I don't know, I'm a bit 50-50 with this one. I don't think you're going to think it's a greatest film of all time, because I don't think it's the greatest film of all time, but I also <laughs> think that there's enough of a, an emotional roller coaster in it, enough raw emotion in it, that it, it grabbed your attention, and it was, uh, you could empathise with the, you know, I think it does a really good job of empathising with both characters. So, what we're going to do, we're going to have a quick break, and after the break, we're going to find out if... S- we're going to get Sam's views in this section we like to call Sam's Jams. That has nothing to do with... Inexplicably. Either, either to do with preserve or music. Who knew? <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Please Watch This. So now, as previously uh, teased, Sam's Jam. So Sam, give us your jam on... Marriage story. <laughs> it's just not a verb that's a, that's suitable, but it's, I'll, I'm going to keep I'll pushing it. it, until it keep pushing it. Yeah. So, so one of the reasons why I hadn't seen this and it had taken me a long time to see it, other than the fact that whenever I haven't seen a film, I assume we're going to do an episode, so I put off seeing it, is that I thought it was going to be a, just a slog. You know, it's the reason why I haven't seen Schindler's List before, and that's why that'll be a future episode because it because I always think it's going to be a bit of a slog. It's been on Netflix for. A, a couple of months now, I think. Since Christmas, um, but, before Christmas. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's when you first saw it. And, and actually, as soon as the film started and they had that opening sequence of saying what they loved about each other, mm. I thought, okay, well, even if this is going to get depressing and a slog, I can already tell it's going to do it with wit, intelligence, this sort of relatable uh, aspect as well. You know, all these things that they love about each other, even though they are a world apart from me. These are things that I've noticed in myself or partners over the years that things that I've liked or disliked, you know, that they that they talk about. And as soon as that hit, I thought, okay, this is going to be good because it it's very relatable and and I do really like Noah Baumbach and Squid and the Squid and the Whale actually was a very good film. I think two thousand and six, I want to say. And I was looking through an old blog I used to have. I used to have a film blog because you know I've always been a wannabe film reviewer type person. And I've, I saw that I'd actually put a review for Squid and the Whale. I'm not going to read it out now, but one of the things that that's really intrigued me is that Squid and the Whale, a lot of that seems to centre more about how it's affecting the children. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Noah Baumbach had been through his divorce then. I don't know if he'd maybe had parents who divorced, but it's almost like he's matured over the 15 years to, instead of focusing on how it affects the children, to know how it affects the adults with a little bit of note about the children. And, you know, coming from coming from a background with, with divorced parents, of that that feeling of being the the go-to between your two parents and they're both kind of, you know, my, my parents were amicable and, and I love them both and they're all they're both great parents, but there was still, um, hello mum by the way, <laughs> but there was still an aspect of, I can sense they're, they're both trying to paint themselves as the good guy in this scenario mm. and then any messages that I've got to give to the other person it puts puts me in an awkward position or if I'm talking to one about the other I can't be overly positive and it, all, this, all these politics that come into it and I do think this film has a little bit of that but obviously Squid and the Whale has more yeah. more of that and then this was a really interesting take on as you say both, both of them. I was thinking about this as well again trying to make it very self-indulgent and personal I'm 31 now since I was 14, I've, I've worked out in the 17 years since I was 14, I've spent more than 14 years in relationships. 
sort of three very long-term relationships so i spent most of my kind of teen and adult life in relationships so it means i've been through sort of two long-term um relationship breakdowns so i, I recognize a lot of that i'm in a very loving long-term relationship now so i recognize a lot of like the the great things about being in relationships and luckily i've never had to go through a divorce with a child and hope, hope never to do that but it is it is so well observed mm-hmm. um and i re- i love the fact that they they both start out as characters who don't want a messy divorce. They both agree, we won't do it with lawyers, we're going to split it half and half anyway. It's not this contentious thing, and it becomes a contentious thing, mostly over, do they live in LA or New York? And maybe she can go to LA with their child, but Charlie would have to stay in New York, or if he wants to stay in New York, he won't be able to see his child, he'll be painted as a terrible figure. And I like how they get you to side for one and then the other. Just to Quite mention on your point, like, there's a great bit of subtext, as you're always mentioning, about the ownership of the couch, where he goes, oh, it was it was her couch, but it was in my apartment for 10 years, our home for 10 years, it was our couch, but now suddenly I'm, it's her couch, so long story short, I'm sleeping on, you know, I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, that's it, you know, your last recommendation was Boys in the Hood, which is fabulous, but no subtext. Talk about subtext, you know, this is, <laughs> this is the film for it. Um, and you're right, and... Subtext and it, and it only gets messy when the lawyers come in. <laughs> yeah, it's subtext within subtext. It's this inception of some of subtext. And I'm still waiting to hear the punchline to that joke that his first lawyer tells him. Oh God, <laughs> I haven't slept. <laughs> 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 if anybody knows it, uh, yeah. then do let us know. Um, but no, I, I really like it, and I like that they see a variety of different lawyers. I like that you totally side with her um, first, and then you get to to meet him properly because you'd sort of seen him before but when it when it focuses on him and his struggle to get a lawyer you really feel for him and she's the bitch in that moment because she's the one who's threatening to take his child away even though really she's just doing what she can for because you know she's gone to Nora and she's convinced her that she should get a lawyer and all this and then his chat with really Otter also brings out a lot about the legal system but also brings a lot out of Charlie's character and then he goes to Alan Alder's character who's one of Alan Alder in anything is just fantastic you know and yeah, so I thought lovable. he was the, the best supporting actor in this to be honest Alan Alder he's the best thing in, in almost everything basically <laughs> if he's in something he's the best thing in that there's a great uh, documentary about brains and he hosts it he's the best thing about it <laughs> and I love brains um <laughs> and uh, yeah I think what's also what really good is like just to how's a trophy <laughs> Just all of, just brains, just, uh, yeah, preferably regular, trophies, but... Regular zombie. <laughs> and I think I think also the subtext thing, it's not like there's Pinterest pauses, it's not, it's not like arguments where there's a lot of silence in there, um, which would be kind of more realistic, because they're, they're at the relationship breakdown, so there's a lot of, you know, the horse is already bolted, so they can say what they like about each other. Yeah. Which I like. I, I like that it's not the last two months of their relationship. Um, that's a sort of a different film, isn't it? Yeah. Like that film. Uh, is it? I, I always forget. Is it like crazy or still crazy? Like crazy. Like crazy. The one with Anton Yelchin and um, Felicity Jones and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, and that's, what I've I not really like, seen it. It was just I worked at Blockbusters and it was on the shelf when I was working there. So I, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> See, so that's several times. That's a really good, <laughs> a, a really good relationshipy relationship breakdowny thing. But it's more about the the breakdown of a relationship rather than the breakup the... that's actually a really good film about breaking up just it's not a comedy but is it i mean is it it's a very different kind of film it's a lot better than i ever expected it to be yeah 
the missed expectations. Yeah, I mean, Blue yeah. Valentine's the the, uh, the absolute bomb for, See, that's for the one a breakdown relationship. Actually, I've just that's thought really of good. another criticism you might have about this film pertaining to things that I've said about other films that we've reviewed where when we watch Place Beyond the Pines like you said it's a bit Pinteresty. which is a great way of describing something a bit Instagram looking isn't it um, you know. no no sorry no, not Pinterest oh. Pinter-esque oh, pi- like oh, a Harold Pinter, Pinter. <laughs> sorry Pinter-esque I thought you meant I thought you said Pinterest I was like oh. well I'll take credit for that works in I'm both just contexts I guess yeah absolutely I'll take that um, <laughs> um, yeah so yeah and that's kind of you know it's got all these sweeping shots through the forest and you know it's got all these strange relationships and one of the criticisms I said is oh it's a bit melodramatic because it's it's good looking people who are poor and if they weren't poor then why would we care do you know what I mean? Or yeah. if they were, if they weren't good looking, one didn't care. And there's like a feeling about this where would we care about this couple if they weren't like basically middle class bohemian artsy, artsy types? You know, she was a in a Hollywood film. He's a you know mm. a genius film director. Uh, sorry, stage director. So there's all that kind of is it is it a drama yeah, because and, they're successful? And a we, little bit and we would um, treat it as a comedy a li- if they were schlubby working class people you know if this was had maybe you know but that could just be it would just be more kitchen sink I think rather than yeah rather than like $25,000 retainer lawyers it would be more like slangy matches and so on and it didn't irk me at all because really as much as I'm sort of working class background and all that I do I mean Definitely, my partner would call me pretentious, and people who met me would call me a bit hey, pretentious. You're a prick. But I do, yeah, that's the word, yeah. But I do kind of like, I quite, I quite, I've, basically, I grew up on Stephen Fry. You know, I grew up on Stephen Fry on TV, Stephen Fry books, and so on. And so I've got a, I've got quite a fondness for that sort of bourgeois thing, even if I'm never going to be that myself, and I don't necessarily aspire to be like that. I quite like it as long as somebody's not pretending to be that. You understand and it. And they actually are that. You're, I understand it and I you, don't you, I don't, I don't think it. it's first world problems kind of thing. Yeah, I, and I think it's absolutely fine to have a film that's not really about a big problem, a big social problem or something because it doesn't have to be, does it really? Yeah. Um, so I don't really have a problem with that at all. It's not Who's, not for me. I'm sure it So who people, did but... you did you end up siding with either of them in the end or did you just see it from both their points of view? Yeah, I did. I, I did. Uh, like I said, I followed the I followed the film's leaning in that I liked her first, and then when I got to meet him, I preferred him, and I I agreed more with him eventually because because I understand it. Like on the other hand, so I understand it because I think she's been really unfair, and it's very clear that basically she got the lawyer first, so her lawyer's making her do all these things that are. That are evil, really, you know, uh, trying to get him to not find a lawyer that's good for him, threatening him with custody of his child and all those things. I do sort of think, well, I just want him to move to LA. For me, it mm. wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me at all. But then I've not built anything. I don't have a mortgage or anything. I've not built a, you know, I don't have a theatre thing. I don't, I don't have that sort of thing that it would be a problem for me to to leave. Um, but it gets to a point where I can't, I can't relate to him even for a moment thinking that he should stay in New York when his son's going to be in LA. Yeah. But it, that's another good thing that this film becomes uh I quite you know I quite like that I quite like that New York versus LA 
kind of fight. I've got no horse in it. In the same way I've got no horse in the fight between Oxford and Cambridge, but because I love Stephen Fry and Peter Cook, I prefer <laughs> Cambridge. You know, I feel like that's better. <laughs> uh, so, And I prefer New York to LA, even though most films I watch are from LA, but I prefer the kind of smart, interesting New Yorkers to the fake kind of yeah. LA thing. But it has a lot of and space. And I think so. she's the LA... <laughs> that was great how everybody kept bringing that up actually that that really worked very well yeah. I think another thing I really liked about it is that um, a less smart filmmaker would have got them to get back together at the end and it would have been this you know uh, orchestral score and they kiss each other in the airport and all that sort of stuff that we talked about last week but yeah. this, the smart films are so Liar Liar um, you've seen it a bunch oh, of times oh yeah it's that whole joke isn't it that the step father figure in that's the perfect husband compared to the yeah, awful lawyer he's the he's the good guy and, but because and it's an asshole. she's like well i've got to be all doughy eye now because <laughs> yeah because this is because he's only he's 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 grown as a person to be mm. just a shitty lawyer <laughs> just a scummy lawyer <laughs> rather than a complete scumbag yeah and she takes him back and then it's all happy when really the the better smarter films um like this do do it well and um, I might mention Dan Fogelman last week when we did Me and Ellen and I Girl and he did a film called Crazy Stupid Love which kind of, it's also about the breakdown of relationships and it's not necessarily about them getting back together at the end it's more about growing as people, exploring things and I think it does a really good job of that it's just a very smart film I'm pretty sure it's the first Adam Driver film I've ever seen Um which surprised me because he's huge now. He's you know he's a list now. I've obviously not seen the Star Wars films. Um, yeah, well he had two he... films come out in December last year, and one of them was a lot better than the other. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I get the appeal. You know, I didn't realise he was so kind of commanding. Um, I'd heard people arguing about whether or not he's attractive, and I can see that he's got like a weirdly proportioned face, but he's also. Very commanding, very charismatic, very tall. Yeah, big, how big tall arms, is he? He's massive. He just seems endlessly tall. He just, he, just, like he just carries on a going, unit, yeah. <laughs> and he's like an eight-foot wingspan. And <laughs> like, I, I didn't really, realize uh, how tall he was until. Is there a bit where he stands to, next to her and he's yeah, like and he goes, two foot tall? He goes to hug her, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. This is like a <laughs> weird he's kicking him in the knees. It's like yeah. a weird freak show film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or he's got like a hand just shorter than. Than I realise she's probably quite short, but she's a movie star. Anyway, yeah, so he's a... she? I mean, they tend yeah, to be very true. at least five eight, five nine, which isn't particularly tall. But oh, no, no. anyway, but yeah, so he, it's not just his tallness that I, that I thought was good, but it's just very charismatic. You buy him as a MacArthur Grant winning New York theatre director. You know that that mm. takes a lot of charisma, charisma and and good acting. Uh, to get to that so and I think that's another reason why I kind of want him partly it must be because I'm a man and there must be part of me that's kind of like would side with the man a little bit more but also I kind of I relate a lot more to his character than I do to, to her character really yeah okay and I think last last thing that I really liked was that um, the long takes not every single one of them worked but it works for a film like this because there's a thing in, in film where a cut as is very useful and and great directors use them well but it's a sign that you're watching a film whereas if you're watching a, a five minute take as we watched last week with me and Earl and the Daniel you realise you're just watching two people in a room talking it's yeah. not filmy at all it's actually just really good high quality cameras and makeup but that's just two people in a room or three people in a room yeah it has, the, it has they, the awkward 
like long silences, doesn't Realism. it? Realism. Yeah, I liked that as well. I like this film is very well framed as well in terms of its um, blocking, isn't it? For the way it's, you know, it's scenes, mm. the way it's set up. You know, the, there's that um, shot on the subway when they're travelling back from the party after after work. Yeah. and uh, separate ends. Yeah, and but they're, they're kind of looking at each other but not really looking at each other and they're, yeah, and yeah. Then there's the one again yeah. in the apartment when uh, she goes to visit him and they have the big argument and she's sat in the chair and he's sat on the sofa and, you know, they're, again, they're both present but not there. That's kind of a metaphor for their relationship. Exactly. I can, I, I assume Noah Baumbach has done theatre in New York. You know, he's he, he writes films that are basically plays. Yeah, I did just with that as well. more expensive answer, actors who, you know... <laughs> Oh, I think this is maybe the third, possibly fourth of his films that I've seen, and they, they're all just like you said, action through dialogue. You know, um, where somebody saying something in a certain way has more impact than somebody yeah. flying a is there helicopter through. So, a is there anything you didn't like about this film? Not really. Wow, really? No, not really. No, um, there was maybe one or two scenes that that went on a bit and didn't mm. didn't convey enough for me but actually no not not really oh, I can't I can't pick out anything that I'd improve well, I'm delighted with that I, I could do without yeah. the song at the end if I'm being honest to you, with you personally I felt the runtime's yeah. long enough and throwing in a three minute <laughs> song from Adam Driver it's it seemed a little self-indulgent by the the director because but then they're just like well we've got this actor who can actually sing and hold a tune let's give it a go and, and it, and it, it, I, yeah, I kind of agree but in the moment I, I didn't think oh I wish this wasn't on I, I was completely engrossed by it yeah uh, and I was no, another thing was I liked about me. this film is I've never seen Lost in Translation and all the right. films that I've seen... See, I couldn't get past the first 25 minutes. I was so... I just thought, oh, I can't stand this. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it for the longest time. A, because I couldn't get access to it for like a couple of years because I didn't have the money to buy the DVD or whatever. And um, I missed it whenever it was on Channel 4. And then after a while, I was like, oh, well, it's been like 10 years since this film came out. Is it still going to be relevant to today? And am I just going to be watching it more as this was a good film? In sort of the same way you watch Fargo now is it's... It was it was groundbreaking at the time, and here's a groundbreaking film. Go watch it as a good film to watch. So I'm I'm up for watching it, but I've never really I I've never really seen Scarlett Johansson actually act. I've never seen her. <laughs> I've seen her in films. I've seen her in lots of films. She's, I've seen her in all the films she does in the Avengers, but yeah. she maybe has one scene in the entire maybe two scenes in the entire Avengers films that she's done where she shows some real acting ability in terms of you know having an emotional reaction to something well that's it there's so much going on that there's almost no time for a character like her who's not Iron Man or Captain America to have the screen time and the the time and space to actually My express it biggest disappointment with Avengers Endgame is it didn't have a little scene between um between Bruce Banner and uh, between Black Widow, between Natasha Romanoff. Yeah, because they sort of dropped that, didn't they? Yeah, and it was you would have seen how this this strong independent character like Romanoff how would she how does she deal with with losing the man she loves? You know, because she mm. clearly loved him, and they they built that up. And I was really annoyed that they just they could have just had like a two minute scene where. Yeah, they talk because then it has the time jump, and then because of the time jump, you don't. He's gone off and done his thing, so they 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 don't even they barely interact with one another. They just there's no like acrim there's no 
is it acrimosity between them? Is that the right word? Acrimony. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Acrimony. There's no acrimony yeah. between them. I don't mean. Yeah, she's. I think people are really starting to come around to the idea now that she's finished the MCU films, um, and done these films. That yeah, she's a bloody good actress, and and she's fantastic in Jojo Rabbit. She really is very good, very warm. Yeah. So and lots of fun. Yeah. So it was great to see her. You know, not unfortunately, not just be a pretty face. There was that film. Is it? Under the Skin that she made a few years ago where she oh, plays yeah, the yeah, alien yeah, yeah. and I got about an hour into it but because she's playing a very specific character that is emotionless and doesn't emote she doesn't she's not allowed to show her range where in this she's allowed to show her range yeah so yeah so, same I mean the film Lucy for all of its crimes was also yeah, again, didn't actually allow her to act <laughs> no, <and those> films, <laughs> just that dead sultry voice yeah, yeah. And those films rarely allow anybody to do any real acting do no. they, beyond their superficial so yeah, yeah. Um, rightio let's move on we're going to do favourite scenes now so what was your favourite scene of the film Sam it's a toss up between two um, the first one it's probably the the marquee scene, the the one that everybody points to, and the you know the big scene where he basically says every morning I wish you were dead. Um, <laughs> th- there's so much good about that, and it's it's so cathartic in not a good way. Hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot built up to it, and they get to say all these things that aren't all all true, but it's what they think at their darkest time. Yeah. I do think that is a really excellent scene uh, that deserves all the all the credit it gets. And I think the other one that I really like is the courtroom scene with really otter because I, I love this it's like uh, i've been watching the wire as i mentioned a few times and a lot of one of the big themes of the wire is how you represent Sorry, yourself you're watching, the, the the, you're watching the wire is it good the wire i don't know if i've mentioned I've it never before heard of it. I, it's I, like, I sometimes watch community up. i sometimes watch the wire yeah <laughs> uh, really good shows um and a lot of that is about representation and so on so a politician mm. might not make the right choice because they want to make the choice that makes them look good so she says, offhand comment that is p- perfectly innocuous. Really, Otter spins it into she's an alcoholic who can't be trusted with a child. Yeah. You know, and then uh, and then and I suppose that feeds into their big argument scene because they're on the back of that, and she I can't remember what is it she says. Anyway, but then she says that was a joke, by the way, uh, because they realise that anything they could say is ammo <laughs> for the other one. Yeah. So those two those two scenes together for me. Uh, yeah, for I like the bit in the film. courtroom where she, where um, you know the she's plays back the um the fact that the car seat wasn't attached yeah when we got yeah. into the car and it was like and he was like well i thought they were going to do it i thought the car rental company were going to do it and it's like and everyone's like oh liability you know if they can't do it for liability yeah although it's the, it's the way I just mention that, that like, this whole kids above a certain age need a boost below a certain age need a booster seat that was never a oh, problem no. for us as kids <laughs> he's what is he eight <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's like it was like, yeah. Till you were about four, <laughs> you'd buy a car <laughs> if you were lucky. <laughs> but this is the this is the great thing that like if you if you imagine like I remember this is just going to mind actually. Boost a seat, isn't it? Till they're eight years I old. I remember, yeah, it's a certain age. I remember Russell Brand when he was just getting famous and he was getting like Shagger of the Year and people selling stories about uh, having sex with him. <laughs> he said that he said in some stand up that he started to imagine when he was having sex with somebody the news report about it you know brand loomed over her and it <laughs> yeah. sort of turned every act that he did into yeah. an act of perversion and it's like yeah it's it's a really good way of turning perfectly normal behavior into a mark on your on your character yeah yeah um but that like you said the marquee scene is the argument isn't it by a country mile just some great 
bits of dialogue come out of it that the raw emotions she's like you know i can't believe i have to know you for the rest of my life that was a really yeah punch, uh thing to say to, to somebody him calling her and i love hack. that he says and she's yeah. like you're too, and he's like you're too you know everyone says you were too selfish to be a great great director you know just all the worst the things and every every bad exactly the vitriol and the, the thing about vitriol is it, it eats you inside doesn't it as well as when he's spit onto other people yeah. um yeah and it's every bad thought they've ever had even if they don't agree with those thoughts you know and i really like that it's just the worst things they can say and he knows that because he he breaks down and cries yeah. and that's a real new york theater scene that it like, is having a having a row and then falling on the floor and Tini's crying and you know being cuddled and being comforted by her yeah but even but you know that that's just not going to make any difference ultimately to their relationship it's over yeah yeah they've, they've said all the nasty truly awful thing and I like the fact a bad film he would have hit her I think or yeah, she would yeah, have slapped yeah, yeah. him but nobody, nobody you're not hurt. my mother <laughs> yeah but nobody hurts <laughs> you slag physically no um, no yeah, another another great scene I like is when the um, the ex- uh, the the examiner, not the examiner, the evaluator, sorry, evaluator, the family yeah. evaluator comes round, and he accidentally <laughs> cuts his arm, and he's having to try and play. And like you said, he's so tall, he's trying to fix the door, and he just looms over, and she's this... and there's blood on the door as well because <laughs> yeah. he's been trying to fix it, and then he falls. That over. is great. He plays that so well because I like, oh no, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and he's like <laughs> trying to hide it. He's slashed that artery. Yeah, and he's there, you know, he's bleeding out and um, he picks her back <laughs> up and tries to put it on her shoulder and she doesn't want him. And she's really like timid. She's quite a timid person. She's great. She's that. terrible, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh, have you, do you ever observe like families together? And she's like... <laughs> married families. Yeah, married. And she's like, why would I do that? <laughs> like, like he just knows it's a joke or he's trying yeah, to find out. Because like, like, you're, you're really nervous about this evaluator coming around and then she comes around and you're like, well... I don't want this person evaluating me. She doesn't know what a happy family looks like. She's never, clearly never smiled in her life. Yeah, yeah, it's a really... Yeah, it's, she's really awkward. It's really funny. Um, yeah. And he's trying to... You know, he's trying to get um, the son to set the table and the kids won't do as he told and it's like come here <laughs> now and do as you're told <laughs> yeah he doesn't understand subtext <laughs> yeah yeah show me as a good dad <laughs> um, yeah I love the scene in the sidebar room as well we mentioned it earlier about mm. with Alan Alder and he's telling the joke and you know he's like am I paying for this joke Bert <laughs> that's great that's one of those things where you go wow this must be somebody who's been through this because I wouldn't have thought to include that. Like, I've had it like in my driving lessons, for example. My driving instructor is quite talkative, so I remember in my first lesson we sat there and he was going to tell me how to start a car, but he ended up just talking about young people these days or something like that. And I remember looking at the clock, going, "Right, well that was a minute. <laughs> That's fifty p <laughs> down the drain." Yeah, because um, he's on the clock. Yeah, this guy's like four hundred and fifty pounds an hour. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 30 quid a joke. <laughs> yeah. Instead of 50p, Sam. <laughs> but still 50p, and I'm not interested in what you're saying. The difference of your economic realities for the, for the uh, middle oh, class. Oh, this film's so bourgeois, I hate it. God. <laughs> yeah. Forget about the little man. Yeah, clearly. How about your favourite line? What, what were some lines that you liked? So, I really like the line that... Um, 
Adam Driver goes to when he says to Bert, and after Bert's um, described basically how he has to look in case it goes to court, and he keeps saying, well, it's not going to go to court. You keep saying it's not going to go to court, but then you keep mentioning court. <laughs> and he says, yeah, are you aware of how maddening you sound? I am, I'm sorry, but, but I'm paid. Yeah, he goes, are you aware of how maddening you sound? And he just goes, yes. <laughs> oh, no, he goes, I am. <laughs> and it's He's so that, lovable, is Alan Alder. Just that lovely bit of deadpan. Uh, what else have I got? Because um, he's been there, he's been there and done that fifty times, you know. I like he that. Knows what he's doing. I like that exchange between Scarlett Johansson and the uh, attractive grip, as he's called. Um, yeah, and she just goes, "Here's what I want you to do. Only to here's what I only want you to do. I want you to finger me. Just finger me. <laughs> That's all we're gonna do. I'm changing my whole fucking life." <laughs> <laughs> That's a great emancipation. Yeah, she wants. She's just got to get what she wants. Yeah. And it cuts away, so a part of me is wondering: Did he just? Did she just get fingered, or did she actually <laughs> let herself go the whole nine yards? I think that would have been. I think, yeah, she, it would have been interesting because it's almost about two people, who, one of them, she's clearly kind of, not in control of her life, and that's made her sad. And he's so yeah. absorbed with his theatre life that he hasn't. He didn't realise this. There is a part of me though that, kind of the only. The only real criticism... He's not a mind reader, love. The only criticism I would have of this film is I think their reason for divorcing is a bit minor. Is Essentially, she's not happy. And instead of... And because he's too self-absorbed in his work, he won't try and accommodate her better because he thinks... Or the, the way it was expressed to me is that he thinks that she's happy with this life that he gives her. And why would he? Yeah, if you just had a that? full and frank conversation with him to say, "Look, this is it. Like, I've met. We've made all these. I've made all these um, sacrifices. You know, essentially, these sacrifices. And I keep implying that I want to go to LA. You clearly don't want to. This is a now or never. That sort of thing. Yeah, you're right. And, and that's her fault as a character, but it's also his fault as a character, isn't it? He, she didn't speak up. He didn't know that. She, and that, and that feeds next into the next line I was going to say is when they're in the deposition with um, Nora oh, yeah. and uh, Charlie goes, we didn't have a deal. It was something we discussed. And Nora goes, so it's a deal when it's something you want. And it's a discussion when Nicole wants it, which yeah, was great because exactly. it sh- shoots him down entirely and, in his, his point and it, of view. And also this, as you say, that, that feeds that deposition or that sort of court case area, that feeds so well into the big argument they have because they bring that up again don't they it's like well we discussed lots of things we discussed fixing that we discussed fixing that and you know and it wasn't a promise yeah and I like the uh, there's a bit where they argue on the phone to each other and she just goes who the fuck is us as in there's, she's basically mm. saying there's no us anymore us is over as a yeah. concept it's you and me yeah yeah. Um, so yeah I really enjoyed that what was your favourite line Sam there are a lot there's a lot to, to choose from and I just went straight for the one that uh, hit me the most that actually came up uh, I think the week before last or not that long ago basically we are talking about the difference between mothers and fathers and it's Nora um, where she says where um, Sky Joe's character is basically she's saying her side of the story and hmm. she stops Nora stops her and she says look people don't accept mothers who drink too yeah. much wine and yell at their child and call him an asshole I get it I do it too we can accept an imperfect dad let's face it the idea of a good father was only invented like 30 years ago <laughs> before that fathers were expected to be silent and absent and unreliable and selfish and can all say uh, and can all say we want them to be different but on some basic level we accept them 
and then there's a whole other two paragraphs of great stuff about Mary, you know, the basis of Judeo-Christian uh, Christianity and all that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I just, I really like that. I just love that speech. Uh, just very Nora, that speech. Yeah, yeah. And she just, she imbues um, Nicole's character with confidence to get this divorce, doesn't she? Almost. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's, it's very clear I can that, do this on my terms. They were just in a... Exactly, yeah. If they were just in a room together, they would eventually work it out and, and split it half and half. But yeah. deep down, there is a there is a, a problem that is inextricable in that they both they want to live on different halves of the country. Yeah. And there's a child who can't live in both. So yeah. ultimately, they do need mediators and they sort of do need lawyers, but that's where it gets really ugly. Yeah, like you said, the, again, with the vitriol, where um, another great line is in that argument where Adam Driver says, you're, and you're winning! <laughs> and it's like the selfishness yeah. of their position has come out. His position is, I want my son and I want my theatre company and I want this, yeah. another relationship. Although he's a bit harsh towards his new girlfriend, isn't he? <laughs> when he's like, I didn't, I didn't love her. <laughs> I was like, did you love her? He's like, no. And then later he's like, love you. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh God. That's unfortunate. Yeah. He's burning all the bridges. There's a great line as well, where he says, um, you should, he goes, you shouldn't care that I fucked her. You should care that we laughed to get, I had a laugh with her. Basically. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah, really good. That's, that's pretty biting as well. I thought, and it's, um, yeah, it feels like that comes from a place of experience. <laughs> experience yeah, yeah absolutely so, so do you have any more wisdom. lines no that was the big one there, there are lots of great lines in this but that, that was the big one that came yeah. to mind yeah it's a, it's a top notch film in my opinion so what we're yeah. going to do some is we're going to have a wee break um, after the break we're going to get the critics response we're going to get some social media response and we're going to do a Sam's rating let's see what he gave it out of 10 and finally we're going to have a quick quiz and see how well Sam watched the film so join us after the break please watch this so what we're going to do now Sam is we're going to do some critical response to the film looking forward to it I've got two critics I've got two critics for you this week um, both in the Guardian uh, we've got Peter Bradshaw and we've got Mark Herman. good old Mark who would you like first I'll let you pick let's go Petey Okay, so this is a bit of a a long one. So, the wonderfully sweet, sad and funny film simply delivers moment-by-moment pleasure than anything else around. It would be reductive to call it autobiographical, but it is notably how scrupulously generous his movie is to his soon-to-be ex-white figure, played impeccably by Scarlett Johansson. Five-star Peter Bradshaw. Fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, he really liked it. (laughs) And then... um, yeah, and Kermode basically just went Baumbach's best film to date, insightful, sympathetic, and rather beautifully bewildered. That's so great. So he gave it five star as well. Yeah, they're big fans, and uh, yeah, he really—I mean, he really has matured Baumbach since Squid and the Whale. As I say, I would highly recommend that. I don't know if it's still on a streaming service, but if you can get, if you can get your eyes around that, maybe a future episode, I might—I might ask you to please watch this. Yeah, um, I'd be interested to watch it to see. The differences between the two, given the subject matters are so closely, uh, you know, they're so closely related, yeah. aren't they, essentially. Uh, let's face it. Um, would you like some social media? Yeah, give me the socials. Film, so? What what do the social media people say? I saw there were I saw there were dozens of responses to it. They weren't maybe as positive as um, 
The, the, it's interesting that they weren't as positive as what, say, the critics were that I selected. A lot of the critics were pretty much broadly along that line of uh, it being a good film and good acting and all that. I suppose that's um, less of an interesting take, though. So if you're if you're putting a thing on Facebook, what do you think of this film? You're more likely to attract the people who've got strong opinions, good and bad, I suppose. Um, so Alifa Nogiria said... I regret seeing this shit. Bland as fuck. <laughs> Bland as fuck, wow. So that's a person uh, who doesn't Jacob, like the bourgeois first world problems. Perhaps. Uh, Jacob Morales said, couldn't finish finish it, to be honest. Blimey. Yeah. Uh, but then Calvin Law uh, had a better response to this. He said, outside the scenes involving Nichols' mum and sister, which I thought were terrible, I thought it was pretty great. Screenplay is so good. Lee performances were amazing. And while I wouldn't have awarded Laura during the Oscar... Florence Pugh all the way. She was good too. What do you think about that? So that's a. What do you think about the, the, what about the, the sister and mother scenes? scenes? Um, it's not my favorite part of the film. Yeah, I, 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 it feels like the actress playing the sisters been told to be quirky, and she's and she overdoes it. I'd like to see the script, and it feels like it's been workshopped. Yeah, rather than this is how it's written. This is what I want, and I like the I like the fact that they genuinely have affection for him and they like him, and that they've suddenly not gone. They haven't gone well because you don't like our daughter. Now we don't like you. They can't. They're split as well, and that she that exasperates Nicole's character because yeah. it's like you're on. My, you've got to be on my side. This is my marriage and my breakup, and you're my family. So I kind of quite liked that tension there because it maybe it's it's a trope it's too easy for them to go well he's an asshole and yeah you know and all that sort of stuff and yeah Uh, yeah i agree with that i think uh, i think she's a bit cartoonish and a bit maybe woody allen-y uh or something i I do i think i largely agree with that but i think it's unfair yep would you like one more review from the social media i'm up for a few more if you've got plenty okay uh we've got one here Dalton Krauss says, really, Adam Driver made this film for me. He was exceptional. Uh, Joe Lolo, my favourite movie of 2019. Great story, great performances, great design, great concept, great score. And hot take, but Dern 100% deserves her Oscar. And as much as I love the uh, Red Pill Clown Gamer movie, I don't know what that's <laughs> could be referring to there. Driver deserves it over Phoenix. So he, so there was a lot of love for, um, for Adam Driver for this film. And I think... It'd be interesting. I think if one of them was better than the other, I don't think it would have made this film as good as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe part of Scarlett Johansson's appeal is she is quite, like you said, she's quite understated and she's she's not overtly emotional. You know, a bloke can be strong and silent and, you know, look good on camera, but if a woman doesn't have some a range of emotion, she's all of a sudden wooden, where Scarlett Johansson clearly has that range, but that's not her style and she's acting to her style now you could say it's just she's limited but I don't think she is no I think she's a terrific actress you know but you know I, I, like I say first ever time I've seen an Adam Driver in a film and I was blown away because he's somebody who comes with a big reputation and it was fantastic yeah. just really charismatic yeah I, I saw him when he was in a few episodes of Girls but I didn't watch much of that show um, obviously I saw him in the Star Wars films and he's of the new cast he's probably the Best thing, he's the best thing in it by a country mile. No, he's a baddie. Well, honestly, John Boyega's, yeah, he's really good in it. it. Um, he's really kind of like the emotional center of that, but he's a villain's films, and especially this, yes, right. 
Is he some sort of uh, lord or something? I don't know. I don't care. More or less, yeah. <laughs> I don't well care. done. <laughs> maybe maybe three years it's from learning. now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe three but years from now, I'll watch it. Christ. John Baker's really good in it as well, and I like Daisy. Do you know, I was listening back to episode one of our show all those weeks and months ago, and we were doing Empire Strikes Back, and I said, uh, not to spoil anything. You know, to put in the nostalgia. And I said, this week we're going to do Empire Strikes Back, and not to spoil anything, but pretty soon we'll be doing uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Here we are, 40 episodes later. We haven't yet done Return <laughs> of the Jedi. Uh, it's not on the horizon, yeah. I'm afraid. Well, I think um, my attempt to uh, get you to enjoy Star Wars has uh, has been a failing of mine. Unfortunately. <laughs> I think I gave Rogue One a six. But, you know, you gave it you gave it a good crack. And yeah, I spent ten hours of my life watching that, right? But uh, you know, one day we'll do Return of the Jedi. A birthday present to you, maybe. Don't don't say that. Ten <laughs> months from now, I can promise that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> right, some so. Thank, thank you to the social, by the, the way. Of toast. Sorry to, sorry oh, yeah. to ruin whatever the joke that, I didn't hear. That. But yeah, thank you to everyone on social media. That was very kind of you to offer your opinions for our show. Yeah, I mean, you know, opinions are like assholes, aren't they? Everyone's Absolutely. Got and they all stink. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's a great take on it. And uh, I really appreciate stuff appreciate. like that. It's really good because it's, uh, it's always, because on social media, it's not always, you don't have a, a, a column to write where you can spend several hours thinking and fleshing out your... Uh, it seems like you're dissing them now. You're hot. T- no, it's not. It's, just, no, it's saying it's like, it's it's a hot take, isn't it? That you've got to, you maybe have five minutes to think about it at most and you write down. So to give a good, succinct answer, reply and convey what you mean is always, I always think it's really great. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know, look at how much people fail on Twitter because they've only got like three seconds to respond to something. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Right, so if you can convert the smell of burnt toast into a number out of ten, how many slices <laughs> of toast would you give this film? Out of ten? Uh, a nine. I'll give it a nine, nine. out of ten. Ah. I was really... Well, you heard it here first. I was really happy, I think, because I knew it was going to be good. I liked the writer-director. It had all this appraisal, all this praise, and uh, I just... I was expecting to to not care about the characters enough because I felt like I knew it. And uh, no, it made me care about them. So, bravo, Noah Brown back. Well, you've made Judge Bob Fossil very happy. <laughs> um, just on that point, though, about this film, who has two sinks? <laughs> the bourgeois. Why do you need... Yeah, <laughs> why did they have two sinks in the kitchen? Were they like, well, we do all the washing of the forks and the knives in this sink, but the plates <laughs> and the pots, they go in that sink. Uh, I mean, who can live without it? I mean, you know, yeah, that, I th- I that, that pe- those people voted Trump as their president. I don't mean these two people, I mean that country, so yeah, who knows what I mean, America those two people fictitiously couldn't do that. No, well, fictitiously they could, but... They're fictional characters, so they don't have a uh, single transferable vote, I'm afraid. Not in these days, no. Not yet. I mean, never. I mean, they've got a fictional president, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, That's the satire. That's did. my political fictional. satire from this week. Uh, it did. God. So, Sam, would you recommend this film to other people? Yeah. Not somebody who's going through uh, a relationship breakdown, but maybe somebody who's been through a divorce. <laughs> I like how that's the first thing you think about. You go, yeah, not whilst they're going through the but, breakdown. But immediately after when they hate each other. Yeah, definitely. No, I would I would recommend this film. I think it's really excellent. And it's in the UK, it's on Netflix. So uh, uh, British people out there, yeah. and UK dwellers, go watch it. Yeah, I mean, British people who can't get access to UK Netflix obviously can't 
can't watch fair. it. Fair, but fair. If you're in, if you if you're of any nationality and you reside in the UK and you have Netflix, you can watch it. Well, do we want that, Hugh? In these days, I mean, coming over here, bringing virus fiction. Fiction. Uh, fiction. I mean, I think it might be a fictional character, so your opinion doesn't True. count. That's fair because you because you don't have the vote. I so, definitely shouldn't, look. as we've just established. Yeah, fair. But because you aren't, but you, I mean, you know, you could be fictional. Who knows? I could be making this all. This could all be a simulation. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're in the uh, the matrix right now. We're in the dream of a turtle on top of a galaxy. I don't know. Am I the butterfly, or is the, or am I a human, or am I a man? Who knows? Uh, as the great Sinead O'Connor once sang, "Your," I think it was Sinead O'Connor. Your uh, whirlwind hurricane. I'm a caravan. Oh, that was that. Okay. I think it might be someone else. This seems this seems very well remembered. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. That. I thought you were going to say nothing compares to you. I was going to be like, oh, cheers, mate. Yeah. What a lovely thing for no, you to say. That's not the Sinead O'Connor I'm going yeah. for. It might not. It might not be Sinead O'Connor. No. I think it was. Don't know. Doesn't matter. Might not be. Yeah. Moving on. Right, quiz so, time. Well, to get past yet this awkward segue, let's give you a quick quiz to end your delightful evening. Put me on the misery. Uh, yeah. So, question one: What grant did Charlie receive? The MacArthur Genius Grant. He did indeed. Question two. What did the cushion in Jay's office read? Ah, oh, um, yeah, that's really otter, isn't it? It is. Yeah, uh, I feel like the word "eat" was on there. That's one of the three. Well, one of the four words. Can you There's get only the rest? Four words. Oh, it, no. Can you give me one of the other words? And eat, shit, and die. <laughs> You were close. Uh, it was eat, drink, and remarried. <laughs> Pretty close, yeah. That's probably the uh, hardest question you're going to yeah. get today. Um, Sam, yeah. spell Lego Bionicles. Spell what now? Lego Bionicles. <laughs> L-E-G-O. It's, t- it's two words. It. It's on. two words. Yeah, two words. B-I-N. Yeah, you've got the first one down. O-C-L-E-S. Say the, sec- say the second word again, just one more time. B-I-N-O-C-L-E-S. Yes, Sweet. well done. Sweet. You're officially eight years Nailed old. It. <laughs> well done. Um, you've already said this, but how much is Jay Marotta's retainer? 25k. It is. And who does Nicole dress up as in the first Halloween? David Bowie from Let's, Let's Dance. She is. Let's Dance. And who is she? And who is she at the end of the second Halloween? Um, I can't picture it. I can't picture it. Can you give me a clue? Is it David Bowie again? Um, <laughs> no. But this is, it's not important. It was one of the Beatles. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, she yeah. I'll say it. she's uh, George. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Possibly John. She's a Beatle. She's one of the Beatles. Yep. Yeah, of course. She is. So you've done really well on this week's uh, quiz. Um, bit of a harder one to do quiz quiz on because... There's not a lot of facts and figures on that, so I'm glad I caught you out with the uh, the eat, drink, and remarry because it's literally on screen for like a second. Here's a couple of questions for you then, just off the top of the dome piece. How, what's the size okay. of the grant? It's five hundred thousand over five years. No, it's not. No, you're in the right ballpark. Sure it was. I'll give you a clue. It's paid over five years. He would it? get five hundred thousand by the end of the fourth year. Oh, is it six hundred thousand? And 
gets 125,000 a year, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so that comes to... 600,000. plus... The 625,000. 625k, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he... I'm sure someone says 500,000. I'm sure they don't say 625,000. Well... I wonder if there's a continuity area there. Uh, no, I don't think there is. Um, but you're right, it is over five years, so maybe that's what's been throwing you off. He, during their relationship, turned down a residency in so, LA. Why am I doing because questions? Because I love quizzes, <laughs> yeah? So while, this show's over, Sam. It's, while, they were together, while they were together in New York, he turned down a... Audience... Sam's going to say goodbye now. We're going to go. Audience, this um, is for we're going to do some quick. We're going to do some quick. Con- we're going to do some quick um, socials just so you can interact with. You. And Sam's going to continue this quiz after the now show. Now then, listener, <laughs> you'll know this, even if you, the expert, doesn't. While they lived in New York, he was offered a residence residency in LA. What? Where was that residency? What was the institute? I can't remember the name of the theatre. It was at the Gethin uh, Institute. Gethin. That's that was me clicking my finger. Cool. Yeah. Well, Hugh, I'm really, 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 really glad. Glad I didn't ask this. you those questions. No, absolutely. <laughs> Although I would have got them both right, so I'd prefer you did that. To be fair, I was going to, one of the questions I was going to ask, but I thought it was too obvious, was uh, whereabouts did they spend, where did they spend a year a year in Europe? Copen- Copenhagen. Pepsi, I knew you'd Easy peasy for me. Easy go. peasy for me, that. So, um, listener, I'm glad Hugh recommended this film to me. If for whatever reason you've listened to this podcast for an hour and you haven't seen Marriage Story yet, I do heartily recommend that you please watch this. That's my recommendation to you. Yeah. And then what they need to do, Sam, I think they need to email us, don't they, about it? If they've got any thoughts. I think before we get to that, though, we need to talk about next week. Yes. I think we should leave it. Oh, let's talk about next week, Sam. Sam, what are we watching next week? Next week, we're going to watch Sightseers. Hugh, what do you know about Sightseers already? I feel like you know some things. I know some things. I know that it's a British film about a couple who go on holiday and one of them's a murderer and they murder some people. Or one of them's an accidental murder and they end up murdering more people for some reason. It could be like Natural Born Killers except set in Norfolk for all I know. um... (laughs) It could be that. We'll be getting on special guest returning star. That's a great star. idea, actually. Yeah, that's, let's write that together. Uh, special guest returning, yeah. returning star Ben will be joining us uh, for that one as well. Guaranteed. That, you've got the 100% Blakely guarantee on that one. He'll be joining us, so listen up for that. Now, Hugh, it's been great. If the listener wants to get in touch, tell us their views on Marriage Story. Preferably tell us their views on Sightseers so we can get them on the, view, on the show with their views. How might they do yeah, that? They can appear in the social media section of our, of our lovely show. It's an honour. So what they need to do is they need to get married. Classic. They then need to have that relationship break down. Yeah. They then need to hire really expensive lawyers. And when those lawyers are arguing in court, I want the, I want it to set it up. You need to get your lawyer to do this, but you need to set it in such a way that you get a court order. That means that you have to get your lawyer to email us in about what you think about this film. Right, yeah. So they'll, they'll build them for that. Yes. We, we yeah. want a well-crafted email. The, the email has to be so well-crafted yeah. that they can bill at least an hour yeah. of work and effort. Preferably at uh, $950 an hour. But if it's a stupid question, Sam will handle that. If it's a smart question, I'll handle it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Now, if they don't have the money for that, Hugh... Don't email us in there. I mean, look, that's the only way we usually get our emails. Yeah, Which is why we've had not many uh, couples, yeah, really, we've isn't it? Yeah, not that many emails. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? A lot it? of legalese in some of them as well. I'm no solicitor. I don't understand them. To be <laughs> but it's good for the rebound, um, you know. 
They're always on a rebound. The people get, get ice system. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get, you know they get you know might get some mild fingering out if they're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh but in all seriousness, um, they can go with a cheap lawyer. <laughs> and where, where should the lawyer email? Uh, he should email us at pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail.com. I'll say that one more time, just in case you missed it. That's pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail.com. Sam, if they can't, if they, you know, if they're, you know, they're going through a messy divorce and they can't afford expensive lawyers to email this, you know, lovely little show. Um, you know, once they've been fingered, where can they? <laughs> Pre-mid or post-fingering, at any point, you can tweet us at yeah. Please Watch Pod. We look forward to your interactions. All right, Hugh, apologise and say goodbye <laughs> to our listeners. <laughs> I'm not apologising for anything. Sam, the audience, by the way, audience, Sam loves you. So I love you wholeheartedly, he audience. That yeah, I love you lots. He does. He's only met like four of you, but yeah, he's got lots of love Yeah, for absolutely. Him. All right, well. I think it's time for us to go, isn't it? I think we've... Bye! Bye! <laughs>